Hello, and welcome to the Anxiety Rx podcast, a show created by an anxiety specialist and neuroscientist, me, that offers unique, practical, and actionable advice to help you understand what anxiety truly is and exactly what you can do to empower yourself to resolve it. I'm your host, Dr. Russell Kennedy, an MD who suffered with crippling anxiety for 30-plus years, and traditional therapy from psychiatrists and psychologists really didn't help me feel better. And I also didn't like being on psych meds. In 2013, after burning out and leaving medical practice, I came to the conclusion that if I was ever going to heal my anxiety, I would have to do it myself. And that's exactly what I did, drawing from experiences with psychedelics and holistic healing and combining those modalities with my scientific academic background in medicine, neuroscience, and developmental psychology. Here on the Anxiety Arcs podcast, I offer a distinctly non-traditional and non-medical approach to understanding and healing anxiety. So despite the fact I'm trained as a physician, in no way is what I say and suggest to be construed as medical advice because none of the ways I use to resolve anxiety has anything to do with traditional allopathic medicine. From my own healing, I've created a distinctly non-traditional understanding and approach that helps thousands of people from all over the world understand and relieve their chronic anxiety. So if you're ready, let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Rx podcast. Today, I want to talk about what anxiety truly comes from, and it comes from two separations. It's been said that all anxiety is separation anxiety. That's Dr. Gordon Neufeld's quote. And I say, yes, and it's also separation from yourself. That's the critical piece. It's separation from inside of you. That's what creates the alarm in the first place. That's what creates the generator, the driving force for your anxiety is this separation that you felt typically when you were a child. So the two places we separate are mind and body. So we go up into our heads and we lose the body. We lose the present moment sensation of the body. We lose the grounding of the body. We lose the breath in the body. We lose the part of us that has the most ability to soothe us by going into our heads and dissociating. That's the first separation. The second separation is the adult self from the child self. So the adult doesn't want to go back and visit the child because the child holds all of their pain. And the child doesn't trust the adult, doesn't connect with the adult because the adult's been around for sometimes decades and the adult hasn't really bothered to go back and find the child. So there's the separation. The adult doesn't want to go back and feel the pain of the child, so we dissociate, we avoid. And the child doesn't trust the adult to protect them. So of course we're anxious. Of course. Of course we're anxious. And then on top of everything else, we lose our body. We lose this grounded sense in our body. So this is why yoga, tai chi, breathing, breath work, all that kind of stuff helps with anxiety because it joins your mind with your body. And so often when I've been deep in anxiety, I found that I'm just stuck in my head. And the reason I get stuck in my head is that the part of my brain that would take me out of my head and allow me to say, hey, you need to get back into your body. You need to breathe. You need to put your hand over your alarm. You need to connect with yourself. That prefrontal cortex, that part of my brain that would actually have some executive function and direct me into something that's good is paralyzed. 
So the prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that would say, hey, you're heading into anxiety, you're heading into alarm. We need to do these things so that we can steer the ship in a different direction. Otherwise, it's just going to go right over the waterfall. And that's a lot of what happens. We don't see it coming. How many of you have been deep in alarm and just not known how they got, how you got there? Just all of a sudden it shows up. Like I'm just feeling alarm. I wake up with alarm. Where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from the old alarm that's stored in your body. And again, I know I've repeated this before. So we get a trauma as children that's too much for us to bear. So we stuff it down from our conscious mind into our unconscious mind, where it's a little out of the way, a little more out of the way. And then as the body keeps the score, that trauma, that alarm is held in the body. And it stays there, as I write in my book, Anxiety Rx, as background alarm. And that background alarm resonates through our entire system, specifically into our brain. And when our brain reads that alarm in the body through this process called interoception, interoception is the mind reading the body, and it reads this alarm in the body, it makes a story based on the alarm. And the stories aren't going to be nice. They're going to be based on your deepest fears, what you worry is going to happen. And what you focus on, you get more of. So when we focus on the negative, we see the negative. We just, it's a confirmation bias. Anything positive in our lives, I don't know if you've had, but having a, a really good day and something bad happens, you're probably able to just ignore it. But if you're having a bad day and something bad happens, it's just like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly the day that I'm having. So we have this confirmation bias in our environment based on how we feel, based on this alarm that's in our system. So we need to connect with that alarm. We need to bring back the prefrontal cortex. And we do that by going back into our body. But here's the paradox. The more we go into survival mode, the more we start secreting norepinephrine in our brain, cortisol in our bodies, the more we paralyze that prefrontal cortex. And that prefrontal cortex is the part of our brain that would say, hey, go into your body. Find that younger version of you. Go do some yoga. Do some breathing. Do some breath work. Feel your feet on the floor. Feel your butt in the chair. Like feel your body. Feel your body. Stay in your body. But we don't. Because when we were children, the only escape that we had was to go into our heads or dissociate, which is also a form of going into your head. So what I'm saying is that we need to be able to see it so we don't have to be it. This is why I say we have to connect with the body with the mind. We have to connect the body with the mind because that's how we become whole again. We start by connecting the body and the mind together. And then as the body and the mind feel more connected, then the adult self and the child self have a chance to join together. And that's how you heal ultimately, is bringing that child, <clears throat> bringing that child alongside, as Dr. Neufeld would say, come alongside the child that's in you. Say to them, it must have been really hard for you when you were bullied, when you were neglected, when you came home and there was no one home, when your dad was drinking, when your mother died, when your parents divorced, it must have been really hard for you when these things happened. Talk to that child. Connect with them. See their eyes. See what they're wearing. 
really focus on connecting with that younger version of you, even if it hurts, especially if it hurts, because that's how you heal. You heal by connecting your mind and your body and your adult self with your child self. That's how you heal. Anything else, any other modalities of therapy is just coping. It's just coping. It's not going to heal you. The only way you heal is to find that child, show them that they're seen, heard, loved, and protected, and practice it. Initially, when you start talking with your younger self, it feels very disingenuous. It doesn't feel like you're connected. It feels very artificial, especially if you're talking to yourself in the mirror. It's very intense, by the way, (laughs) to talk to yourself in the mirror. Very intense. But it's very helpful. It's just something I tell people that if you can do it, great, go ahead and do it. But if you can't do it, at least initially, don't push it because it is very intense to go to the mirror and connect with that child. But try and find some common ground with that child. As I say, tell them, say to them in a quieter moment, it must have been really hard for you when you were bullied. It must have been really hard for you when your parents were divorced. It must have been really hard for you when your father went through that illness, it must have been really hard for you. That's a way we can connect with the younger version of ourselves. And we have to practice it. We have to do it over and over again. Because initially, yes, it does feel disingenuous. It does feel not real. It does feel kind of fake to talk to your younger self. But it's the only way to heal. It's the only way that you develop this sense in your body that you're safe, that that child that lives in you still is safe and he or she can feel safe within your body, within your own skin. Because until you create that, any relief you might get is artificial and it's not going to last. And this is why cognitive therapies, not that there's anything wrong with that, like Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that, not that there's anything wrong with cognitive therapies, but they're not going to heal you. To heal, you got to connect your mind and your body and you got to connect your adult self with your child self. That's how you heal. Anything else is just coping. Anything else is just bailing water. You guys have heard me probably use this analogy before. You are in a boat. There's a hole in the boat. The boat is filling up with water. And that's the anxiety. And you can bail water out of that boat and feel a little bit better as the water level drops a bit. But until you go underneath, until you find that child in you, until you match your mind and your body, until you fix that hole in the boat, that hole in the hull, The water is going to keep coming in and you're always going to be bailing water. The only way to actually sit in that boat and be comfortable because no more water is coming in is to patch the hole in the hull. And you patch the hole in the hull by connecting your mind and your body and your adult self with your child self. And I'll see you next time. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And if the Anxiety Rx podcast resonates with you, consider getting my book, also coincidentally called Anxiety Rx. Or you can follow me on any of the social media platforms at The Anxiety MD or my website, www.theanxietymd.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you the next time on the Anxiety Rx podcast. <laughs>